have to talk that's all right yeah i'm just getting a day um get everything situated i'm about to leave for denver in a little bit here no same as soon as we hang up i've got an uber arriving nice not not me as much i um i'm doing one more space with a ride chain afterwards and then i'll be heading out to denver and then yeah i'm looking forward to meeting you guys out there and it's gonna be exciting yeah, looking forward to it. Now, speaking of variety chain, you know, I got a uh, a query from Market Across this morning about uh, AI uh, and ADOs. So uh, it'll be interesting to talk out there, Denver. Yeah, for sure. I know Ty, <clears throat> Tyree will uh, be meeting up. Uh, I'll be meeting him up, or excuse me, I'm meeting him in Denver as well. I think he's coming. He's arriving right before App Chain tomorrow. So. He'll be there until Friday night. But yeah, we're, we'll be at all the Cosmos events and then I'm heading home on Friday. Okay. Have you ever been to ETH Denver yet? I have not. But it's we've, like, got, it's, we've got a veteran that uh, has been there since the first one and attended every one of them since. Nice. It's like the Super Bowl of crypto events. It's crazy. It's the best event out of all the events out there. It's because... There's so many side events, and it's it's legit like two weeks. Like I feel like it's like two weeks long, and it's like the entire town of Denver, city of Denver, is just like a crypto event. It's like every little um, pop up place, a bar, or uh, con- like conference area is just some sort of crypto conference. It's pretty cool. And then ETH Denver is like the main events. You know, it's at the. Um, forget what they call it but it's i I actually have never been to that i always go like the week before where like the it's like builder week and you know i don't really get all the glitz and glamour but i I like all the side events and this year we have a bigger presence in cosmos like there's so many cosmos events which is great yeah we'll wait a few minutes while people populate in here happy monday to everyone hope everyone's week started off pretty good here markets look really good a lot of good news around Cosmos in general. A lot of different things being shipped. So it's just exciting times all in all. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Happy to be on MBXC and uh, fun to watch uh, what's happening to our token. Yeah, speaking of, I mean, while we're waiting, killing some time, when, when did you guys have TG? How long ago was it? November of 23. And uh, and since then, uh, we, uh, you know, Cody recommended that we do a, a deck strategy. So we're on multiple decks uh, that were in route to this centralized exchange. And uh, it has really paid off great benefits for us. You know, we're trying to infuse the, uh, the token into the community because, you know, we have a utility token for the uh, AOS usage. And we'll get Cody to talk about AOS and NFTs here yeah. in just a minute. Uh, but they'll that were uh, were global on MBXC and uh, with such a large user base, uh, it's it's really paying uh, great benefits for us. Yeah, it's great to see. It's always fun when you're winning, you know. Then the hard work starts when you're not. I know. It, it, a lot of this, just just markets in general, it's all about timing. You know, like November was a great time to yep. to launch any project really especially something as high quality as what you guys have going on it's just like perfect perfect storm if, if you will like a perfect scenario um but yeah it's uh it's, it's just exciting man it's just it was a long dry spurt there where you know i don't really to be honest with you i don't really get too enamored with price points because 
Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, a very long-term outlook, but as from the community side, engagement side, just the fun side of things, I'd be remiss to think if the prices weren't doing better, that doesn't make my job or my activity more enjoyable. So, you know, I definitely enjoy the prices being better than they were, you know, five, six months ago. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Now we're, uh, we're enjoying the, uh, the wind at our back instead of in our face, like it's been for that past couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I'm good whenever. It seems like we got a decent amount of people. It's circulated in here already. Let's go. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, just a quick intro. I'm Cosmos Haas. I've just been just so grateful and honored and blessed. Whatever word you want to, adjective you want to throw in there over the last uh, duration of my journey in this space, which basically began, uh, I guess, really, I started to get after it in this space was about November of 21. I was in it before then, but that's when I really started to create content and, and really, you know, try to add more value back to the space. So it's been, it's been a great ride and to see the ups and downs and the ebb and flows of the space. But at the end of the day, I'm just, you know, crypto maxi, it means a lot to me. I think it's like a, the, the biggest and greatest symbolization of freedom. And I'm a big freedom guy and privacy guy. And I think a lot of things in cosmos, kind of coincides or correlates with my mentality and my and the things that I embody. So, you know, I spend most of my key focal point on Cosmos and it's been great to see, you know, it used to be just an idea to having billions and billions of dollars flowing across different chains and activity and things. And it's just been a lot of fun and excitement. And I'm really honored and grateful to host this space today with with this amazing team from Andromeda. So that that's my quick little <laughs> intro. And how are you guys doing today? Well, appreciate that. Uh, what I'd like to do is, is start off uh, with Cody. You know, it was his idea to get the band back together that was already trying to figure this thing out. Uh, so let's start with Cody intro and then maybe uh, a little bit into uh, AOS. And then I'll, uh, I'll talk a little bit about my background. Sure. Thanks, man. Thanks, uh, Cosmos Haas. I really appreciate you guys uh, having us on. It's good to be here. Um, so my background, I've uh, been a programmer for about 32 years. Started when I was 10 years old. Um, was an open source freedom fighter back in the nineties, got into the web 2.0 and social media stuff in the, in the two thousands found, uh, these really cool little blockchains, um, back in 2011 and 12, um, thought Bitcoin was cool. Um, but as an engineer and someone who likes to write software, um, it was, it wasn't until Ethereum was announced that things really got interesting for me. Uh, spent, a better part of 2015, 16, 17. Uh, in the Ethereum ecosystem, writing smart contracts in Solidity. And um, in, in the end of 2017, was one of the co-creators of the ERC-721 standard, and uh, which we now know as NFTs. And I got really excited about that, thinking that we were going to have you know, new financial instruments beyond these fungible tokens. And for the next you know, five years, we saw NFT technology basically you know, came into rainbow unicorns and monkey pictures. And so um, I kind of watched, I was waiting for the technology to, um, to mature and to, to take the next big step so that we could start creating more robust financial um, objects. And it finally dawned on me in about 2021 that uh, Ethereum was not going to be the platform for that to happen. Things take way too long to develop over there. They're not engineered the way that they need to be um, for the things that, that I think we need to be doing in Web3. Um, so I started looking around and I needed better tech. I needed better technology. Um, you know, the marketing and, and the, the, um, the, the business promises and, and the, the community weren't really my biggest, um, uh, factors for choosing a, a platform. It was really, um, the technology because, you know, uh, technology, you, you can't change. You can always fix marketing. You can always fix the, the use cases for business and whatnot, but, um, the uh, the technology has to be there, and so uh, that's when I found the um, Cosmos ecosystem and fell in love with the uh, the the simplicity, the the elegance, the uh, robustness of the decisions that were made back in you know 2017, 18, 19, as the um, Cosmos ecosystem sort of you know found itself. And uh, what we've created is the very first uh, on-chain operating system. It's a set of smart contracts that get deployed onto all the chains inside the Cosmos so that every user has a common interface, much like an operating system is right now, whether you buy an, a Hewlett Packard or a 
uh, or a Dell laptop, they all use the same operating system. Same concept there. Um, and this allows for, um, for more people to come in and start using these, uh, these, these blockchains to start creating new, new values. Um, it abstracts away a lot of the really technical pieces and makes it just easier, better, and faster for people to, um, to use blockchain and to create um, new value. So that's, that's a real quick intro. Uh, I'll pass it back over to Matt, and then we can get to it. Thanks, Cody. So my background, uh, you know, the thing I like about this crypto space right now is there's a, uh, an unusual mix of people with different backgrounds. I came to this uh, with a background uh, that's probably the most unusual in, the, in all of crypto. Uh, I was an F-18 fighter pilot, and that, that goes back a long time ago when we were uh, sharing non-fungible, not tokens, but digital objects between airplanes. Uh, it was the first airplane of its kind to be able to do that. So like we use our L1 blockchains as a as a network, we were using airplanes uh, and their computing power and their operating systems to combine, to share digital objects. Uh, we would create them, they would be unique. Uh, so that idea was planted in me back in the 80s. And I became uh, the Navy Marine Corps expert in uh, the creation of those, how it happened. I was the tech geek. Uh, of the uh, Navy Marine Corps back then uh, and learned how to teach it and how to use it and how to employ it in any business and marketing sense as well. Uh, my second life uh, watching technology evolve was in a commercial real estate uh, CEO where I built uh, mesh networks with a tech stack in each one of the buildings that I built. And I interconnected buildings forced by the regulatory world because of, of the value I was creating to buy groups of buildings that all became the same thing as L1s to me. We didn't call them that then. Uh, and we were combining the computing power, the AI, IoT capability inside of that with the Wi-Fi capability uh, to share amongst buildings. Uh, and the thing I was missing was uh, was blockchain. And uh, that's when I met Cody back in 2016, and it, it completed the uh, the circle for me. So uh, he and I tried to, uh, to make that new ERC-721 work uh, with a private equity firm in Dallas, trying to fractionalize Michelangelo bronze original sculptures, and we figured out the uh, the Solidity platform just wasn't smart enough. So Cody, as he said, went and looked for uh, better technology. I call it uh, wandering in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. I went back to commercial real estate and tried to uh, tokenize uh, yield from a very large real estate portfolio that uh, Cody introduced me to. And when uh, Cody said he found the tech and started calling the band to get them all together, uh, the patron that I was working for at the family office said, get up there and start that thing and I'll put my uh, portfolio down on top of it, which is where we started off with Andromeda a little, almost three years ago. Uh, so I'm glad to be here. I uh, come from an unusual background, you know, from technology operations uh, and a lot of communications. Uh, in the business world, you call it marketing. In the other world I came from, it's really education and uh, messaging. So with that, let's get started. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess like the question I would ask for for pe- for you guys, it's like from a community perspective, is what is AOS? Why should we care? And like, how can we benefit from the community side? I guess more on the community side as opposed to just like a developer side. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I right think now- that's a Cody softball. Yeah, yeah. So right now, um, I'm going to use some some very um, loose statistics, but I think everybody on this call could probably agree that for every 100 um, Web3 natives, there's probably one or two programmers in there. Um, and when I say programmers, I mean people who can uh, program in Rust, um, you know, probably have a master's degree level of computer science um, to be able to operate in this space. And, and that means that the other 99 people um, are kind of uh, limited by what the programmers make available to them. So um, in, in, if you look back over over time, over the last 40 or 50 years, and you look at computing, um, there's sort of patterns that, that develop. There's, there's a lot of patterns that you can um, look backwards and, and, and realize, hey, there's some similarities, you know, with computing back in the early 1970s with where these computers, these, these blockchains are today. Um, and really, a blockchain is just a distributed computer. We we use that term uh, pretty widely inside of Web three, and um, and as these machines begin to mature, as these these computers, these blockchains begin to mature, we'll need to have uh, better 
um, better interfaces, better tooling, better understanding, so that we don't we don't have a different user interface or a different way of doing things for every blockchain that's out there. Um, and what's great about the Cosmos ecosystem is that we now have a pretty standard set of of computers in our IBC network. So when you move from chain to chain, there's a lot of similarities in there. And, and for the most part, the end user doesn't really care what chain they happen to be using. They want to get the best APR. They want to get the best rate on this. They want to purchase objects over here and those kind of things. And so um, what we've done is we've created this operating system that, that introduces a lot of the same concepts that you find on a modern operating system. Things like a file system, so you can store your different objects, your different positions and LPs or your staking positions and all those different things into folders so you can actually find them and recognize them. And you can right-click on them and send them to a friend or you know you can you can auction them off. There's all kinds of things we can be doing if we create a common and standard interface for all of these things to operate inside of, instead of oh, instead of having, you know, 10 to 12 different tabs open all day where you jump from one website to another to another, and they all use different vernacular, they all use different vocabularies to describe what they're doing, our operating system comes in and kind of cleans that mess up and makes makes everybody sort of play in the same um, in the same uh, interface and the same way of, of operating. So that's that's a general overview of what um, what AOS does. Yeah, I like that because I, I know in my time in this space, I I don't know how many people I've talked to. So many, been, like I said, I've been so honored, but I get so many times where people they'll have great ideas, or maybe they're an artist, or they like gaming or whatever, and they don't know where to begin. Like you were saying, not everyone you know spend time to learn. Cosm, Wasm, Rust, and all all these different coding languages, but they 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 have good ideas, or maybe they can build, you know, they know basic code or whatever. And it's like, where do I begin? How do I begin? And then, you know, over the last you know couple of years, I've been in this space. It's more about trying to sync people up, and it'd be kind of cool to just have a spot where they go, oh, go ahead, this is like a playground for you, go mess around, and then maybe someone creates you know the next great app or whatever. So that's definitely needed in the space, and that yeah. would. Not only would it be cool, but it would honestly it would move the space forward as well. Like you were saying, you know, like there's there's so many things that can be built, and there's only so few people that can build them. So to have something where it takes very minimal skill set to build would be pretty cool. Yeah, and and you know, publishing a an, publishing an NFT, just a, you know, a simple monkey picture, um, should be as easy as going to file new, and we do that in every application we use. Why don't we have that functionality right now? Well, that's because no one's built that sort of, you know, ease of use and and um, streamlining everything. It's all been um, it's all been siloed in, in in one specific captured market or another. And so we really took a, a big step back, like like Mant said, we've been building for three years because my God, it, it's difficult. What we're doing is not only difficult to actually pull off from a technological perspective, but but also the the size and the scope at which Andromeda is operating at. This is not a small, cute toy that sits over off to the side. This is a fairly large piece of software of, of engineering uh, miracles in some regards um, that we're we're deploying. And after three years, you know, we're we're in audits right now. We're just getting the audit reports back and cleaning that that stuff up. And it's looking really promising. I think after three years. You know, we we can finally take a big step back and look at what we've created with an with an amazing engineering team um, and 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 some of the most talented people I've ever worked with in my life. Um, we've built something pretty damn special here, and and we're really excited to to roll that out. We should be rolling that out. Um, I, I hate giving dates because with engineering, it's there's a you know it's sort of ready when it's ready. You don't want to rush these things. Um, but we, we're definitely uh, excited to to roll it out soon. I would say in the next month might be a good good number. Don't don't hold me to it. But um, things are looking really well. Um, we also had just you know we also had a um, a test net where we had over seven hundred people come through our program and look at uh, look at the operating system and give us feedback. Um, and we'll continue to do that. Um, the evolution from you know the very first iPhone to iPhone two, three, four, all the way up to fifteen or whatever we're at now. There was a lot of changes, a lot of feedback, a lot of refining, a lot of making things easier, better, and faster again and again and again. So when this is launched, you know, we're going to get a lot of feedback and people are going to say, I don't understand why you have, you know, this hierarchy. It seems like this should be higher up. And we'll have to take a step back and look at it and and kind of, uh, 
you know, reassess where we are, but it's, it's, um, I think it, it's, it's a new, new concept in blockchain technology. I don't think anything out there resembles what we've created. Um, like I've said, it's not a, it's not a small project. It's a fairly large layer that we're adding on top of all of these cosmos chains. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of cosmos chains, I, I, off the top of my head, I don't remember exactly all the ones that you guys are kind of interoperating with right off the bat, but who are they? So, yeah. So we got to, got to give a shout out to the, to the Terra community. That's where we were sort of born from. Um, that was my first, uh, project in the, uh, Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, so we've got, we've got, uh, Terra. They're the ones that gave us a grant very, very early on to get this party started. Um, secret is our, our second, and we're really excited about secret because of what it provides. Privacy is a, is a human right. And, um, that's a real, um, that's a real big, uh, belief inside of our, our ecosystem. Um, we're our first, in fact, our very first, uh, uh, Dex launch was on shade. Um, Carter and the guys over there at shade have been doing some amazing work in, in privacy and, and finance. And, uh, we wanted to, to make sure that was, um, you know, that flag was planted pretty early. Uh, after that, we're looking at archway. They've got a very, very developer friendly ecosystem over there. And, uh, they've been shown to play very nicely with us. And, uh, we, we kind of have a lot of the same aspirations for making sure that developers get uh, their fair share of of um, upside in these projects. Uh, open source programmers deserve to be paid for their work. Um, and there's a lot of really great philosophies that we share with them. Um, we've got a, a big list. There's uh, everyone from Injective to Neutron to, um, I'm probably forgetting a bunch of them, but uh, Matt, if, if there's any that I'm forgetting here that are, that are opportune, um, go ahead and, and chime in if you want. So yeah, we've got, uh... We've got nine in the pipeline that uh, we've already started working with, you know, Injective and Say, <clears throat> and some of the uh, some of the other big ones, you know, XLR is one of them that we want because of the omnichain capability. Um, and, but if you look at our, our DEX travels, where we we launched on Shade first, then we went to uh, Astro Vault, and now we're on Kajira, uh, Ura there at uh, at Terra. Uh, you know we're we're really happy with the with the performance that we've done uh, so far. Of course, can't forget Helix. Uh, we launched on Helix not long ago, and we're already talking to them about uh, Mido, their new uh, sex uh, centralized uh, exchange. So we're really excited about that. And then I know one of the things you were referring to earlier with NFTs, like, like how, what are you guys, how are you implementing NFTs and what's some of the use cases for your NFTs? Yeah. So during the ERC 721 proposal process, which took about, mm, about six to eight months to, I think, get, get passed um, back in 2017. Um, one of the, one of the things that I was uh, trying to, get the team to realize was that um, calling something a non-fungible token didn't make a lot of sense. And, and Cosmos Hoss, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm answering your question. I'm just coming at it from a different angle. Um, these, uh, these non-fungible tokens, it's not a very good descriptor of what, uh, what, a, what an NFT is. It, it tells you it's a non-fungible token. It tells you what it isn't. It doesn't tell you what it is. And uh, these objects, you know, the, the, the non-fungibility of these objects just means that they're each one of them is unique, just like every file in your computer is unique. Um, you might have the same JPEG copied and pasted twice, but it lives in two different places and there's two independent files. And so this, this idea of NFTs was, was really a, a, a pretty basic concept. Um, and right now, if you if you say NFT, everybody immediately thinks you're talking about some piece some piece of art, some rainbow unicorn, or or you know digital Nikes or whatever you want to call it. But um, and so for what we what we needed to do was kind of rebrand that idea and and move away from the NFT piece. And so what we actually did was all of our objects are are Andromeda digital objects, which is the sort of a think of it as a file inside of our operating system. Um, we're trying to borrow a lot of the same concepts that, that people are used to. When I say a file, it has an icon and a name and a path that you can find. You can right click on it and do things with it, drag and drop it into different places and it'll, it'll function. So um, what we, we call these Andromeda digital objects and really what they are is they're really just NFTs, but masquerading under a different name. So the idea that you can change ownership of a, of a object, you can, you can move it around, you can interact with it. Um, it's really no different than an NFT, but uh, we needed to use a different name. So, um, so really, when you when you look at 
uh, one of our NFTs in our system, something that we call an NFT, which is, you know, what we all consider an NFT, a piece of art. Um, really, it's just a bunch of metadata wrapped around an ADO. So, you know, if there's a hash to to certify the um, integrity of the off-chain data, probably a link somewhere where you can get that JPEG or, or PNG or whatever it is you're, you're um, wanting to sell. Um, you know, all those different things. And so you can attach that metadata. There can be a Shopify link. If you're selling something, it could be if you're ordering a T-shirt, maybe you're issued a, a, an NFT and it, it follows the path. So you can track that object in a digital sense through, uh, through a series of processes. So right there, just in, in those you know, few words, I've described the beginnings of a, of a supply chain. And so when you look at this operating system, you start to see a lot of the plumbing and a lot of the planning going into it that allow for much, much, much more complex systems to be evolved out of. We're not here to sort of build those ourselves. We're here to build the tools so that everyone else can build those on top of what we're doing and making it, as Matt has said from the very beginning, easier, better, and faster for people to develop and deploy solutions in Web3 and get this party going even faster. Yeah, I like that because I think there needs to be that aha moment when it comes to NFTs because if you just ask, like, I don't know, out of 100 people, I, you know, I would say probably 95 of those individuals would probably have some sort of connotation about NFTs being like what you just depicted, just like some sort of image, you know, some JPEG. But really, that that's that was just the very first use case of an NFT. And I, I know I talk to people outside the space that know a little bit about crypto, and then I tell them sometimes about NFTs, and they just they just like get so dismissive right away. They're like, oh, NFTs are stupid. And these some of these people, their backgrounds in um, like like design, you know, like they're doing computer design and they're, they're doing graphics. Like I know someone that does graphics for um, professional hockey teams and, and he, he loves art, but then I talked to, I try to talk to him about NFTs and he just, he's just not interested because he has this like negative pump and dump and all this other type of thing about <laughs> NFTs. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. It's going to take time to, to kind of get, get over that hurdle, so to speak, with just normal people. I think, you know, I think a lot of people in this space, realize it could be more than than just the jpeg i mean still technically right now most most nft collections are in theory just a jpeg but yeah that's that's interesting so uh this is where uh cody's expertise and my expertise are really complementary um and uh cody can see what the technology could do i can see what really advanced technology uh did before and what it took to get people to understand really advanced, really substantial technology. And I'm talking about my life as an F-18 pilot. Um, I was passing around the equivalent of NFTs back then. It took a long, <clears throat> long time for our community, not the F-18 community, because we were living with it. Uh, it would be like being in the cosmos right now, uh, trying to explain this to uh, Ethereum. Uh, but... Once I became a Top Gun instructor, and I had a, uh, I had a platform to explain this to the rest of the world, it exploded. Uh, this very simple concept that today we call unicorns and monkeys. You know, back then it was what the kid in the <clears throat> in the plastic jets were doing with toys. But once they figured out what the capabilities were, so my example to today is Yugo Labs. When Yugo Labs came out, the monkeys. They very quickly sold out. They made a whole bunch of money. But what came from that were four or five different businesses that became multi-million dollar businesses because people saw other uses to be able to do that, you know, selling hats and t-shirts and all, you know, all kinds of other things. The technology itself eventually will teach society what's possible. And that's what's coming. It isn't here yet because people still either like NFTs or discard them as silly. But once they figure out, and we think we're the platform for that, because our Andromeda digital objects will do more than just be a picture of a monkey. It's actually performance. So once society, once our community gets an idea of what this digital object can do, there's going to be an explosion of excitement. And the reason why we're not focusing on us building them, we will do it as technology demonstrators, as you always have to do. But once the minds of this community get their heads wrapped around, you can now make this thing, you know, I like to talk about uh, making buildings talk, which is what I did in my last you know, company. But if you can make an ADO dance and talk, and a digital object dance and talk and do 
things that have never been done before. That's going to be very exciting. So I'm probably the minority on the team that uh, I like NFTs because I know where they were, you know, when I first started a long time ago and what happened. Uh, and the and what happened was it went from just being F-18s having it to you know, now satellites and submarines and carrier groups and Air Force jets, you know, all, I mean, there's a whole big network out there of digital objects that started back in the 80s that it took a long time to get people to understand, oh my gosh, there's a whole different game to be played here. We just got, we must stop doing it the old way and adopt this new way. Yeah, I like that. I don't want to go too off the rails here with, with NFTs. I understand the importance of, of NFTs. I love NFTs. I'm a huge NFT collector. Most of them are just JPEGs and I don't know, it's just like a culture thing, but I, I really do enjoy NFTs and I'm interested to see all the different use cases come from NFTs because I know they can be so much more. It could be just like unlimited different things that it can be. You know, it could be contracts, it can be uh, inheritance, it could be wills. Like there could be so many different things that NFTs can turn into, you know, so I'm, I'm fascinated on that. But, you know, the heading of the, the space was about Andromeda listing on MEXC and just wanted to get your thoughts and your um, observations from listing on Mexi and, and talk about that a little bit more, if you will. Sure. Uh, for those who weren't on the call when we first started, I went over a little bit of this. You know, we went from uh, five DEX listings uh, to MEXC. We intentionally picked MEXC uh, because of their, their capability, you know, their broad uh, exposure, you know, 10 million users, 170 countries, uh, and their expertise and user-friendly uh, platform. It uh, it was perfect for us as a logical next step. Uh, and we're really happy with the way they reached out to us, understood us, and worked with us. Uh, even before we listed, they were uh, they were watching our tweets and retweeting. Uh, you know, this was my first time doing a centralized exchange. Uh, and you know, I spent about 16 months you know, preparing myself for the market maker exchange world, and you know, undoubtedly, MEXC was it was the best place for us to start. So we're really very happy with what's going on. Uh, our tokens being taken taken care of well. Our market makers are great. You know, shout out to Aquadet. Uh, we really have had a tremendous experience with both the MEXC team and our Aquadet team. Yeah, Cody, I don't know if you had anything to add to that or not, but I, I'm oh. I, um... Yeah, I've I've been a Dex user for the last eight years or so. Um, that's pretty much all I use. I don't really touch centralized exchanges. I've pretty much weaned myself off of those, um, other than like small on ramp and on ramps uh, here and there. But um, from what it looks like, you know, Mexi has a really great user interface. It's VPN friendly. It's uh, KYC friendly, um, and uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, you know, user base and and volume and and activity over there. It's definitely not you know. Um, it's definitely not a, a dead dead sex by any means. Um, it's it's probably reaching into the tier one category here pretty soon, um, and uh, yeah, it's good to, it's good to be on there because there's a there's a um, there's a whole lot of um, people that are still, you know, we're, we're still in the, for 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 a lot of us that have been in Web three for six seven eight nine ten years. Um, it it feels like we've been here forever and this, you know, um, but there's still a lot of people on the outside looking in that are are still just kind of interested in the ideas, interested in the topics, but they've heard about, you know, wallets being hacked. They've heard about um, keys being stolen and they, you know, the, they have to go buy a, a hardware wallet at, at Best Buy. And then, you know, their, their friend tells them, hey, you got to write this password on a piece of paper and you got to hide it, you know, and all this kind of stuff. It's really daunting. It's really, really scary. And so, um, having some of these things like a, a centralized exchange where you have a you know a username and a password with an email and maybe two-factor authentication, um, you know, have something like that. And then all of a sudden you can start speculating, you can start um buying these tokens, you can start um actually, you know, dipping your feet into the into the pool, so to speak, um, early on, you know, and and waiting for the technology to either mature or for you to feel more comfortable um using web3 uh, technologies that are more native like installing kepler wallet and all that um i'd like to give a huge shout out to a lot of the people in the andromeda community um that uh that you know before we went to to um mexi they uh installed kepler wallet they tried to figure out how to get secret tokens so they could get the gas money and then move whatever asset they had over there and 
figured out how to how to wrap their tokens and unwrap them and stuff like that. Um, we we had a lot of people. It was really interesting to see so many people um, out in the in the in the uh, community now that that came in and they said, you know, I want to buy this token. I, I really like what you guys are building. You know, uh, help me help me get there. And it was fun walk, walking people through the process. And it was it was neat because I knew there was a smile on people's faces when they finally, like, you know, did all this onboarding and 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 installed the 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 Kepler wallet. Figured out how to use Shade. You know, use the decks. Figured out what slippage was. Um, there's and there was a learning process for a lot of people. But I think when they got done with it, they went, "Wow, I actually bought a token on a on a privacy Dex on a chain I've never heard of." But like. I think it worked. I I used IBC and now I can see my tokens in my wallet. That's a really cool. That's a really cool um, uh, feeling for a lot of people when they do that the first time. Um, it's it, there's a there's like a, a vote of confidence that you get in yourself on on how to how to perform. So that was also really cool. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I know that's how I was when I first learned about everything in Cosmos back in 2021, and it's just like oh yeah it wasn't that bad and then you realize like you are in control of your own destiny really and i hate the word i hate to use the word hacked when, when i mean wallets really don't get hacked the only time you can really essentially is if you give out your seed phrase or you, maybe you click on some bad link and you know some malware gets in, involved or whatever but you know like the wallet doesn't store your funds i think that's one of the misconceptions in this space people believe that Oh, I have a, a Kepler. My my funds are stored on my Kepler. Or I went out and bought a ledger. My funds are stored on my ledger. Like, no, it's not stored there. It's stored on the blockchain. It's just essentially think of it as like a key or whatever. But yeah, no, it, it's it's awesome. Like that's one of the things I enjoy the most in the space is teaching people and and you know when they learn things and they can pat themselves on the back like, oh yeah, that wasn't that bad. And yeah, you guys kind of went the deep dive right off the bat with with Shade because there's a little bit more nuance to it as the as opposed to other dexes and i i'm the same way i i just i'm a i'm a you know i'm a dex guy like i rarely ever use a centralized exchange but i do understand the benefits of it i think of more of it from like a marketing perspective there's just more eyeballs you know like maybe someone that really doesn't use cosmos at all sees oh there's a there's a token trending this andr token what is this and then they get they get interested in it just from this the pure fact that it's listed on um you know mexi and there's a bunch of trading volume and then it's like oh yeah let me go check this out and then maybe they go well let me go see what this ecosystem's about and then they just go down that rabbit hole right and that's one of the benefits of a, of a centralized exchange it's like this huge marketplace where there's a bunch of eyeballs like you said maybe they're just used to just oh username and password maybe some basic two-step verification but maybe you get some of those users. I would assume some of those users will come over directly to Cosmos and Andromeda and all these different DEXs and things like that. I mean, I know that was one of the ways that I got in the space. I think it was like Coinbase to Adam. And then I got in like when Osmosis launched. And, you know, if technically, I guess if there was no Coinbase at that time, like how the hell would I have got into this space or got into Cosmos, right? So, but now there's there's on rails and on ramps to uh, decentralized DEXs, which is pretty cool. But no, it, it's it's great. And then I think another thing that it could offer to like uh, centralized exchanges generally have very minimal slippage, and then they have random pairs too. Like you can get like different pairings, right? You can have like Bitcoin and just things that there's very minimal effort to grab your token, so to speak. So like there are benefits. Maybe that gets I don't want to say diluted, but just, yeah, I guess diluted over time where these decentralized exchanges are catching up to centralized exchanges and the fact that they do offer a lot of the same trading experiences as they get more um, mature, you know, like before it was kind of, oh, people just provide a liquidity. Now there's like concentrated liquidity and there's fee like it's, it's just a way better experience. I know it has been for myself over the last two and a half years or whatever it's been now, but yeah, I mean, I think MEXC is cool too in the fact that it doesn't really kind of treat certain regions as like third world citizens. You know, like right now, the fact is being an, being an American and um, it's just like there's so many like hoops you got to go through now just to experience crypto. And it's kind of sad to see it. I mean, I understand it in a way from like the team side, but also it's kind of like anti-crypto. It's like, oh, we're just bending over. Uh, backwards for for these people and it's just like you know why but i get it too so it's like this catch-22 that we're in right now but um anyways kind of ranting off there what what's uh 
what's going on now? I know you guys are heading to East Denver, and then like, what's the community looking forward to now? Oh, we've got. Um, well, I can speak. I've got two, two or three events, um, public events that are going on uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, at the App Chain uh, Day that's being hosted by our partners over at DoorHacks. Um, we have a uh, Leif and I, who's our Leif's one of our, our head lead engineers. He and I are going to be doing a. Uh, I think I think the title of it is a slightly technical introduction to to the AOS. And uh, we'll be doing kind of a hands-on, uh, I think it's about an hour, maybe 45 minutes long, um, kind of going through the, the details of how it all works. So, you know, it's one thing to say that it, it makes things easier, better, faster, but um, but I'm sure that a lot of people, especially on this call, probably have a an idea of, okay, well, you know, how, Cody, you said there's a file system. What the hell does that mean? And where does that fit into this whole picture? You said you can right-click on something. What do you mean by that? And these are, you know, I'm, I'm saying these things because they're true and you'll see them soon. But I think once you see them and you're able to kind of go, Oh, now I understand what you mean when you say that, I think that's, um, that that'll, that'll happen tomorrow at that, um, at that workshop. So if anybody's in Denver, uh, tomorrow, I think it's at like two or three, maybe somewhere around there. It's in the afternoon. Thank God. Um, uh, yeah, swing by, we'll be doing a, a, a pretty nice little workshop. Um, and then we've got a few other events that man's keeping track of. He just tells me where to show up, and I do it. Yeah, if you guys believe that, you know, enjoy the, enjoy the laugh. Um, so we have about forty meetings scheduled uh, in, in this coming week, and they range anything from uh, L one partners or new L ones that would like to uh, be a part of the operating system uh, ecosystem, uh, to auditors, to investors, to uh, Tier one exchanges, there's a, a wide variance of, of our meetings. So we're really excited. It's going to be very busy. Uh, we've got a suite there uh, in Denver, and we're going to hold uh, most of those 40 meetings there. Um, some of them are going to be while Cody's still sleeping, uh, but uh, I think the big ones will be there that he wants to uh, to attend after uh, after uh, a new hour, the crack of noon, I like to call it, for Cody. Um, the other thing, if you want to get your hands on uh, AOS and play with it, uh, take a look at AndromedaGalaxyQuest.com. AndromedaGalaxyQuest.com. Get your hands on the AOS, get a feel for it. You know this this rollout of the AOS. Uh, this will be a really developer focused rollout. So we get, you know, we built this for developers. So it's a first look uh, for developers. Now others can do it too. There's a, a no code, a low code, and a CLI aspect to our AOS. So uh, everyone can participate, but it's really focused on developers first, and then we'll build on top of that user experience, customer experience, developer experience, as we get feedback from you. We need to hear from you what you'd like to see in terms of user interface and experience so that we can make this uh, all that you need it to be. You know, this was just a good idea, and now we need your help making the idea even better uh, over time. AndromedaGalaxyQuest.com. Our uh, website is AndromedaProtocol.io. Take a look there. There are videos and partners. Uh, there's uh, a whole YouTube channel that you can get to and learn about ADOs and the uh, operating system. Uh, there's, of course, a build section that you can go to on our website. There's a learn section uh, where you can uh, get in there, read the white paper, take a look at the tokenomics. Uh, you can see release schedules. You can see everything you need to see about tokenomics there uh, if you'd like to get into uh, in that on the website. Again, that's AndromedaProtocol.io. Uh, with that, uh, we uh, we see uh, several hackathons coming up. We've got uh, a Terra hackathon coming up, uh, and that's uh, probably the end of March. Uh, of course, we've got the Archway Incentivized Testnet, and that's happening right now. And there's still a thousand ANDR up for grabs, which uh, that's nothing to sneeze at anymore. Andromeda Token is doing pretty good right now. Uh, and there's uh, three more people who uh, could use uh, use cases, show us use cases, take a look at what uh, the AOS could do, and build some ADOs and create a use case for a problem that you're trying to solve, or just an idea that you might have. One of the other things that uh, we have a, a language inside the company called sockets, sockets, sockets. So these, that's a shorthand uh, word for uh, building ADO and Andromeda digital objects that connect projects and chains to increase the user space, to increase the communication space, like Facebook did with connecting all the people that they did. Uh, our socket ADOs will connect projects inside of chains, chains within China chains, projects with other projects, 
ecosystem other ecosystems. So we're really excited about sockets, sockets, sockets. So come on in and build some uh, ADO sockets, uh, and you can be rewarded for that. With that, there's a, there's a lot going on. We'll we'll continue our march across centralized exchanges, and we'll do that uh, sequentially as volume builds on MEXC. Uh, there'll probably be other DEX listings as well as we will reward our L1 partners and their communities uh, and infusing that Andromeda token into the community so they can use it to build uh, an AOS. Uh, so we're really excited about the future. The other big thing that's coming uh, that's related to all of this is our Web3 Enterprise Alliance, where we're trying to gather thought leaders inside the Web3 space to produce thought leadership, posts and tweets and other things to teach not only Web3, but to teach Web2 and traditional industries what the art of the possible is. Like I mentioned about what I was doing back in the 80s, flying an F-18, moving digital objects around uh, the space, that will take that kind of education and thought leadership to teach traditional businesses how to use what we're building and how easy it how easy it is once they figure out you don't have to have nine tabs open and be a genius to be able to uh, buy and sell and sign for things. We're trying to make things easier, better, and faster. And that Web3 Alliance has several components to it. It has an incubator component to it. It has a university education system, both the blockchain clubs for the students, but also uh, the academics, the professors to teach blockchain in universities. Uh, and there's all kinds of things that we'll do that we will compose inside of the Web3 ecosystem solutions to demonstrate to the Web2 traditional industry uh, world what Web3 can do to save them money or make them more money. So we're really excited about uh, all of Web3. I would like to make one correction here. Uh, I've already told you that I'm probably the oldest. Uh, there's there's a guy running around making speeches in crypto that he's the oldest guy in crypto. Uh, I'd love to meet him someday because you know, he may meet the oldest guy in crypto at the time. Uh, I said Aquanet. Uh, that's an old hairspray that my, my mom used to have on the shelf all the time. So that shows you how far back I go. Uh, it's actually Aquanow, but we're really proud of how uh, Aquanow is really knocking out of the park for us on MBXC. And with that, let me hand it back to you there, uh, Cosmos Haas. Yeah, well said, man. That was awesome. I know there's uh, one of the individuals that I really enjoyed and, and find fascinating is doc, Dr. Shea at... Um, he has his own wing in Stanford, and he's building the Babylon chain in Cosmos, which was pretty cool because he helped build wireless communication. So he's been through like every phase of of the internet, if you will. And one of the reasons, you know, he's one of the cogs of why we can hold our phone up to our mouth and do Twitter Spaces and stuff like that. And for him to go through all those phases and want to come into this space and build is one of the reasons I'm always just so optimistic and bullish in this space and have like a really long-term time horizon that I do believe that the the most brilliant human beings right now are in this space building things, you know, and it's like they're all engineers and engineers love issues and and you know, concerns and they just love to fix things and, and find problems. It's basically problem solvers. And um, that's why I'm just like, I'm not deterred because not too many moons ago, everyone was saying the internet was a scam and it wasn't going to work. And now it's just kind of like history repeating itself with Web3 and, and blockchain and all this, you know, thing people, when people don't understand things, they just all, all of a sudden just call it a scam or it's not going to work. And it's like, I'm just undeterred from that standpoint. But anyways, Excited for what you guys are doing. Excited to uh, probably, hopefully, I don't know. It's a long app chain is like from nine to five. I don't think I'll be there the entire time. So maybe I'll try to cater my time so I can see you guys up on stage and and, and kick it there from that time frame. But I guess what I wanted to do is urge the community, if anyone had any questions, you know, either ask in the, the comments, which I see there's some, I'll, I'll check it out or you know, raise your hand. You can come up and ask any any questions if you guys have while we wrap the space up here in the next ten minutes or so. But no, man, it's just uh, it's great. I'm excited for you guys. Excited for Cosmos as a whole. I think you add value, and it's awesome to see. You know, two years ago, if people that were outside of Cosmos had essentially no, I don't want to say wherewithal, but no attention span to, to focus on anything that Cosmos was building. And now all the things that people want to throw around the word interoperability or modularity and all these other terms, it's like, yeah, I mean, Cosmos has been doing that since the inception of Cosmos. And there's a reason why a lot of the 
builders from these other ecosystems like yourself saying, oh, well, we used to build in solidity and we just, you know, we come to this thresh point that we just can't, we, we see the problems, right? And that's what's great about the space is the, I think the teams in Cosmos more so than other ecosystems, they have the what ifs, right? Well, what happens if this happens, then when that happens, if this happens, they're just future thinkers, right? And it's like, there's reasons why, and I get it, Ethereum has a ton of volume and demand still, but I mean, it's just not a good experience, right? Like there's no one, I don't care if they're Ethereum people, EVM heads or whatever, there's no one that's going to be like, oh, the experience on, you know, using ETH right now is better than, you know, anything on Cosmos. Like you're just a liar if you say that because no one, I don't care. And and another thing, no one wants to pay $50 for one fee to do one transaction. Okay what your financial wherewithal is. It's just, I, I, my background's in account, accounting and finance. And I can tell you the people that I would do their taxes, some of them, you know, upwards to billionaires, they're the ones that would be complaining if they had a $10 fee, you know? So you're, you're trying to tell me that, that all of a sudden that changes in this space, people that have financial wherewithal, they don't care to throw around $50 or $65 or a hundred dollars on one fee. You're, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> awesome. Hoss, there's a there, we can we can take a, a real quick uh, uh, real quick trip back in time. There was a time in the in the late '90s when AOL had 95% of all users on the internet. 95% were sitting on that AOL that that AOL uh, America Online platform. And what happened was there was a better web that was built somewhere else, and people eventually migrated because it was a better experience. It was easier, better, faster, and cheaper in a lot of ways. So uh, to that to your point there. Users will move when there's a better option. You know, you could look at uh, at at different generations of of PlayStation, right? You have PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three. Are people really going to move over to PlayStation Four? You're damn right they are, because it's a better system. People will leave other platforms and move to new ones if they are better. However, they have to be better. They can't just be newer. They can't be shinier. They have to be better. And that's what that's one thing that the Cosmos has above almost every other blockchain architecture out there right now. Um, these 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 the technology is is patentedly better than anything else in in the in the Web three space. Yeah, I mean that's I honestly I came over from the Ethereum. You know, like my first entry point was at that time was like I said, I, early twenty twenty one is when I first really got into crypto, and you know it was like the traditional Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe maybe a couple other ones, and then I just was like asking myself just simple questions like, wow, that's how do I go from one blockchain to the other? And I was I considered at the time just like a server. That's how I was thinking of it at first. I was like, oh, you have to know everything. And then you have to, you always, you, for the most part, need a different wallet. But then you have to give all this data to someone and they give you like a fake version of it. And then you have to hope that that point of entry is not like vulnerable. And even at the time, there was all these vulnerabilities and, you know, these centralized bridges getting hacked. And I'm just like, man, this is kind of crap. And it kind of simultaneously was, right around June-ish, and then that's when Osmosis launched, and then that's when I really started to see like IBC and Cosmos, and it, le- legit, after a couple transactions, I was like, I'm sold on this. Like I literally was like, I'm done with everything else. I'm just gonna spend all my time and effort studying every single component of Cosmos, and then that's when I was sold, because I understood that from just like every single part of it, like the interoperability, the security, the the scalability the the future adaptability like you just keep naming words and it was like yeah i could see all this working and it just made sense to me and then like then cosmos how it's built from like the governance systems and how communitarian it is is like this is where i want to spend my time at and i'm I'm still a crypto max like i want everyone to succeed but i also the entire time for the last like since i've been doing this i'm like yeah there's just no way that ibc is not going to be like a huge component of web three in the future. Like it's just impossible. Like we, they spent all this time and effort to build all this infrastructure and eventually everyone, in my opinion, and I've been saying this forever is going to tap into it. And you're starting to see it. Like there's all these different rails or teams are like, you know what, we're, we're done with EVM. We're going to go build our own app chain or like, you know, it's starting to come over and people are like, Oh, we're going to build these solutions to make Ethereum better, but they're using Cosmos SDK or, or the technology around it to try to make, you know, Ethereum better. So like everyone's kind of starting to tap into it. And now it's like, you have to be kind of just sleeping at the wheel, not to know what IBC or Cosmos is at this point. And then you can see it. We were talking about NFTs. You know, you could see it from just like bad kids, like bad kids went from like $20 to whatever it is now, like $8,000, like the floor is it's, it's insane. Right. It's like, it's just like Cosmos is here now. Everyone kind of knows about it. 
and it's just exciting. And shout out to all the people that, you know, even if you're new, don't be like, oh, you know, new. It's just like it's great to see people starting to understand crypto really more more so than than it used to. Like before, it was just all ideas and hype, and you know, there's still some of that, right? Because they're still super early, but it's also cool to see all these different technologies kind of mesh together and. I'm excited for what you guys are doing because it's like, from my understanding, you can build a cool application and tap into all these different cause and wasm chains to make a, like a super app or some sort of, you know, application for your your business or your protocol or whatever you want to do, like just from your own community or whatever. It seems like Andromeda could be like that kind of marketplace for you to do things like that. Hey, Hoss, uh, man, here. My Uber is here, so uh, I, I, I appreciate what's going on, but uh, I got to Gotta catch a flight to uh, to go meet with the tribe there in uh, in Denver. Uh, thank you to everyone, uh, and uh, please come see us at the at the suite uh, twenty six fifty Blake Street there in Denver. Look forward to talking to everyone. Hi, Dale. Yeah, safe travels. All right, I guess we're gonna wrap it up. So appreciate everyone. Or Cody, you want to stay for a few minutes? Do you have a few minutes or no? Uh, no, I'll, I'm glad to, glad to have had this uh, call. Uh, if anybody wants to to bump into us, just to reach out on. One of the channels you can find me pretty easy. Um, I'm in all the uh, Telegram and whatever channels out there. So yeah, glad to uh, glad to have been here, and uh, hopefully you and I can grab a cocktail at some point. Yeah, this week. for sure. I'm looking forward to. It. I'm I'm gonna be there all all day Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we'll find we'll find a time to bump into one another. Awesome, all right, I'll see you, see you out there. Take care, everyone. Hope everyone enjoyed the convo and uh, reach out if you have any questions. Cheers, everyone. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality, stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knives. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knives, and then to end a long day, eleven bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity. Before they hit rock bottom over impossible loss It's all moss and I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning forming mycological bonds Click the cap yo the road is highly involved Flip a coin diary fall Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt we rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served